Hi, and welcome to the Tales from the Trail podcast by Matchplay, Mindset Monday edition. In these less than 10-minute episodes, Eric Manuel of Expert Mindset Coaching and I will address a different facet of mindset which apply to sport and life. To learn more about Eric's practice, visit his website at expertmindsetcoaching.com. Please take an extra minute to rate and review the podcast where you listen. This is a huge help. Share the podcast with whomever you think would be interested and will help in their process. Check us out on social media as well. The links can be found at matchplayrecruit.com and in the notes of this podcast. The theory that I like to use in terms of intrinsic motivation is called self-determination theory. Okay, so athletes, coaches listening, like y'all can look this up if you want. It's, it's one of the most accepted theories in sports psychology in terms of motivation and developing motivation, in particular intrinsic motivation. Okay, and so this theory says that there are three basic needs for an athlete to feel intrinsically motivated. These are competence, autonomy, and connection. Okay, so competence is, do I feel like I have the skills or the abilities to operate in this environment, to take on this challenge? And if you feel like you do have the skills, if you feel competent, then you're going to be motivated to go do the thing, right? So an example is like, if you're going up and you're playing the number one team in the country, and you're the number 100 team in the country, you're not going to be very motivated to go take on that task. Right. Because you're looking at your team and you're saying, we just don't have what it takes to beat these guys. Right. And that's okay. Like, they're just levels to sports. And sometimes... They're just on a different level, and it's really hard to be motivated for for a competition when um, you feel like you don't have the skills. Same thing with a practice. You know, if you're making the the jump up to the varsity team, or you're making the jump up to, you know, Division One um, athletics, and you don't feel like you deserve to be there, you're not going to be very motivated to be there and to do the work. Right. But if you feel like, hey, I belong. You know, I've got the skills. I can compete with these guys. I can hang with these guys. I can be a starter on this team. I deserve to be here. You're going to be motivated to to be there and to do the work. So competence is one thing. And that's a lot of that is your perception, right? Because you could have the skills, but you're perceiving yourself as not having the skills, right? So that's a big part of it. The second part, autonomy, right? This is how much control do you have over your work, over your training, over your skill development, over your journey as an athlete. And a lot of athletes feel like they don't have a lot of control and they might not. And coaches will just control everything and restrict what they can do, what they can't do, restrict how they play, not to, not let them be free and creative. Mm-hmm. So autonomy helps a lot when athletes feel like they can decide how they train, decide how they play, they feel more motivated to play. And, you know, a great example of this is Steve Kerr. He's had examples as a coach where he's let his team coach themselves. He's given them the clipboard and he said, all right, y'all draw up the play. Now that's giving them control. That's giving them the autonomy. And that makes the players feel really motivated. You know, so this one, as well as connection, you know, autonomy and connection, they, they rely a lot on coaches, you know, and coaches should aim to build environments that promote these basic needs. So if you're a coach and you're listening, you should be trying to um, help your 
athletes feel autonomous and connected with each other as much as possible. And so connection is just, you know, your relationships with your teammates, your coaches, uh, the training staff, anybody who's uh, taking part in your athletic journey. The more connected you feel with the people around you, the more motivated you're going to feel to put in the work. Right. Misery loves company. So if you're if you love all you people on your team and you're running sprints, it's a little bit easier because, you know, you're not alone in the whole thing. Same thing with, you know, a game and feeling excited about playing a game. If you love your teammates, you're going to be willing to do everything that you can to win that game, you know, and sacrifice and work hard, you know, just lay it all on the line. So competence, autonomy, connection, those are the three needs in terms of self-determination theory. And when an athlete meets all these needs, then you can expect to see increased self-motivation. Talk about, um, you know, what the effect of negative feedback has on motivation. Um, you know, as a coach, uh, if you're coming down hard on one of your players or the only thing you ever do is, you know, kind of crap on them as a player, you know, or, you know, you just fe- make them feel like they're never, they're not ever going to be good enough to, to get where they want to go. You know, there's a, thousand different scenarios to to come up with there but the effect of negative feedback on motivation yeah and it it can be tricky here you know because we could talk about negative feedback and we could talk about negative constructive feedback right which might be two different things you know sometimes it's it's constructive and sometimes it's it's destructive you know there's no benefit to belittling your player to name calling right to making them just feel like they're not worth anything and some coaches do this and you see this a lot in certain sports as well some sports culturally accept this type of behavior from their coaches more than other sports but i think you know the big differentiator there from a coaching perspective is are you being constructive with this negative feedback or are you being destructive because constructive feedback whether it's negative or positive is still good. It's still constructive. Now that's on the player to then accept that constructive criticism, right? And to not to not make assumptions that, oh, this coach hates me or I can't believe he called me out on this. Like, why is he always riding me? Well, was it constructive? Was it meant to coach you? Because that's part of coaching, you know, is identifying what they're doing wrong into helping helping them grow. Right. So I think splitting that is is important. And, you know, I don't really think there's a place for negative destructive feedback from a coach's standpoint and sometimes you see this from coaches because of maybe an inability you know from their point um in terms of managing their emotions because there's a lot of emotions in sports whether it's training or competing and sometimes the coaches get too wrapped up in that and they let that out on on their athletes um in terms of motivation the destructive feedback is going to totally kill the motivation. No player is going to want to play for a coach, put in work for a coach that they feel like is just tearing them down for no good reason, right? They're not being constructive. They're just destroying their confidence. They're destroying their sense of self, their self-value, their self-esteem. No player is going to want to play for that coach, you know? So that's going to kill their motivation. That's going to affect their training and their competitions. Now with the negative constructive feedback this falls more on the player 
to be able to interpret that feedback in a positive way, in a constructive way and say, yeah, you know, that hurt. That hurt to, to get called out like that, but he was right. I do need to get better at that. I do need to be more disciplined with that. So I'm going to take that and I'm going to use that criticism as motivation to fuel me to make these changes, right? So that falls more on the player to be able to um, interpret that input and use it to their advantage. The player could also interpret it in a negative way and say, man, this coach sucks and he's always pointing stuff out and, you know, criticizing me and why does he hate me so much? That's going to probably lead to decreased motivation. So when the coach is being critical, but they're being constructive, that onus falls on the player to be able to interpret that in a positive way. When the coach is being destructive and negative, there's no place for that. That's going to have a negative impact on the player's motivation and a lot of other things as well, you know? Well, it's important for a, uh, the whole key to all of that is trust, right? And I know yeah. it's, we're not talking about That's that right, right now, but, um, you know, a player has to trust the coach and vice versa. Um, and all of this applies to the way parents interact with their kids as well. Yeah, one, yeah, one, one thing I really one, like in terms of coaching is players don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. Right. And so from a coaching standpoint, one of the most important things that you can do is spend the time, invest the time to get to know your players, create those relationships, establish that that trust, mm -hmm. right? Create the respect and demonstrate and practice that respect on a daily basis and let your players know that you care about them. Once they know that, they're going to receive your information, whether it's positive or negative, they're going to receive that in a much better way. If they don't know you care, they're not going to take your input, you know? So it doesn't matter how good of a coach you are. It doesn't matter how much you know about the sport. If they don't think that you care about them, they're, they're not going to want to be coached by you. And this is especially true with younger athletes, high school and college. You, you have to spend the time to create those relationships. And, and that's hard work. I get that. A lot of coaches don't want to put in that work. They just want to do the X's and the O's. But this is part of coaching, is creating these relationships and establishing this trust. I hope you enjoyed this edition of Mindset Monday. Let us know what aspect of mindset you'd be interested in learning more about. Don't forget to reach out to Eric Manuel if you want to discuss optimizing your mindset. Lastly, please take an extra minute to rate and review the podcast where you listen. Share the podcast with whomever you think would be interested and will help in their process. Check us out on social media as well. The links can be found at matchplayrecruit.com. See you on the trail.